Hey, this is Liz Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. Up on theringer.com this week, we've posted our streaming recommendations for the month of September, updated our 50 best superhero movies of all time list, and make sure to check out our Stephen King coverage by Ben Lindbergh on the site and on the Big Picture podcast. On the sports side, our NFL experts are giving their predictions for the season, the storylines they're most excited about, and finalizing their rankings of the top 150 fantasy players of 2019. You can check it out on theringer.com. Welcome to another episode of Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we are giving Scarlett Johansson's publicist a list of things that he or she should look out for. Prayers up for her publicist, honestly. A couple days. And then we're talking about Jeremy Renner's now deceased app. Mm Mm-hmm. And the upcoming slate of Hallmark Christmas movies. And hint, hint, there are 40. It was just released. It may be 90 (laughs) degrees in LA, but we're doing it anyway. Yep. Every time we hear the bell, we have to change topics, no matter what. And now, let's spill that tea. Okay, first category, as always, is Tea Time Checks In With. We only have two things in this category. It's Amelia-centric, uh, <laughs> and we wanted to give it enough time because both deserve a pretty yeah. hearty discussion. Mm-hmm. Do you want to start us off? Yeah, okay, so like we said, Jeremy Renner had an app, the Jeremy Renner app, which is literally his face on like the little app icon, mm-hmm. and you open it up, and it's Jeremy Renner in black and white. Anyway, his app is the Wild West of 2019, and it is it is gone now. But <laughs> um, pretty much the app, I think, was just like a way for Jeremy to share his life with his with Renner heads, with his fans. Like Danny Heifetz, who works at the Renner.com. He was talking about how he was so sad that Jeremy Renner decided to close the app due to trolls on a Ren's Day. (laughs) A special day on the Jeremy Renner app. And this apparently is the second time that Jeremy Renner's app has had to shut down. Due to drama. Yeah, Kate Nibbs wrote about it for the Ringer.com in 2017. The article was called, Even Jeremy Renner's App Can't Escape Online Drama. And we're here again. We are. Why did it break down? We were already going to talk about this before he shut it down. Yeah. Well, okay. So I don't—it's the weirdest thing. If you go on Twitter, you can find it. And I actually downloaded the app just to see, like, if I could find any of the drama. And I couldn't find any because I think they scrubbed it. But it's like people were posing as, like, deplorable— real life people in history like there were there's a bunch of Casey Anthony mm-hmm. there was like a Jeffrey Epstein mm-hmm. and, and they were just like just going crazy they were just going wild and they're just like Jeremy Renner and <laughs> and then people were pretending to be Jeremy Renner like I don't even know how to explain it other than like it it was the Wild West. It was. There were no rules. It was overrun by people. People just took this and ran so far yeah. with it. It got out of his control so quickly. <laughs> Again. And I cannot <laughs> believe that they didn't think any of these through because this is not the first app that has created <laughs> usernames and like commenting <laughs> abilities. I can't believe that any kind of team couldn't try to block certain aspects of this of these problems. Also, his, his post about... Killing the app is just legendary <laughs> yes. for several reasons. It's a masterpiece of formatting. First of all, it has a banner at the top that just says goodbye, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. And then in totally different font, I believe it's... Um, Bradley? Oh, yes, Bradley Hand, Hand or something. It looks a lot like a mixture of Papyrus and Comic Sans. It's like kind of cursed, scripty. The cursed love child of those two fonts. 
And it just starts out, and he's like, the app has jumped the shark, literally. <laughs> and literally is underlined because it's like it, like the underline of where you spell something <laughs> wrong in like Microsoft Word. And he just didn't get rid of it. He just screenshotted no. it. It's really special. And it's just horrible. <laughs> R.I.P. So, Amelia, do you think it's coming back? I, I say, it. you know, it came back once before. Why not? What do you guys think? I hope it doesn't, but also like, Jeremy Renner has proven himself. He's a man of many hats. <laughs> he he really is. is. He's really trying several different career routes right now. And if he can do those horrible Jeep commercials, like he can bring his app back one more time. That's true. I was going to say also the problems that his app face are pretty easily fixable, I believe. You would yeah. Think. So it feels like there's a clear path to kind of fix some of those issues and then come back stronger than ever. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I have faith in him. Right. Well, and also like, Pretty much, I think the main thing was that people were, because you can post your own photos to right. this app. And, like, I'm looking at one right now from Casey Anthony. And it, it's just, like, her and, like, you know, her dead child. Yeah, They're just, like, trolls. And they're like, hey, we're your biggest fan, Jeremy. It's like, you can get rid of that, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, Yikes. just moderate it at all. We're starting, yeah. we're starting very dark, but now we're moving on to yes. greener pastures. Another Amelia category. Go yes. ahead. Really what are we talking about? excited. Uh, well, so... Kirsten Dunst, star of, honestly, the best Spider-Man trilogy. Agreed. (laughs) I'm sorry. And of many other things, uh, she's starring in a new TV show for Showtime called Becoming a God in Central Florida. Fun name. Anyway, she got her star finally on the Walk of Fame. And then Reuters decided to call her Spider-Man's girlfriend in a tweet. (gasps) I truly believe that was on purpose. Do you think so? They deleted it, which kind of threw a a pin in that uh, that theory. (laughs) But... It's such a stupid mistake to be like, yeah. Spider-Man's girlfriend got her star on the Walk of Fame this weekend. Like, literally, you look at that and you're like, hey, people are going to blow this up. Yeah, so that's like, true. That was my theory was that they did it for the engagement. Also, so many people have now been Spider-Man's girlfriend. They could have been talking about <laughs> right. like 17 about different anyone. women. Be like, oh, Zendaya got her star. <laughs> right. um, but Amelia, you were on the ground. I was on the this. ground. I specifically took a day off of work because <laughs> I fucking love Kirsten Dunst. (laughs) Kirsten Dunst, if you're listening, I know you're not, but if you are, I just want to say that I think you're great. I also think it is an injustice that you have not been nominated for any Oscars. And this also, her star thing comes off the heels of her interview with Sirius where someone asked her, they were like, how has your career impacted like the lives of others? Something like that. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I don't, I really don't think it has. It was really sad. It was, it was really sad. And she just went on about how she has done these movies like Marie Antoinette and Drop Dead Gorgeous. And they get panned once they're released. But then 10 years later, people are like, wow, that is actually a great film. And she was just saying that, you know, I do these films and you guys hate them. And then you love them. And then I never get recognized by my industry. She was also saying she's like never felt famous. She's never yes. felt like a star. And it's so sad. Kirsten Dunst, you are a star. You okay? are a star. We believe in you at Tea Time. So go Kirsten Dunst. Go, go Kirsten Dunst. Hollywood, you need to freaking recognize Kirsten Dunst, okay? She was the queen <laughs> of like teen movies. Yes. Teen movies in like the early 2000s and like in the 90s. But also she's had a prolific child acting career. <laughs> Interview true. with the Vampire. Actually, a great movie. She mm-hmm. was awesome little in it. Little Thing Called Little Women. <laughs> little <laughs> Thing Called Little Women. She was great in that too. And she has seamlessly transitioned into an adult actress. Yes. Not an adult actress, but... <laughs> you, you know, sorry, sorry, sorry. An, an, an actress who's an adult. Yeah. 
Okay, never mind. What a way to end. Thank you. Okay, wrapping that that category up. Okay, next one is This Week in Social Media. Kate, start us off. Wow, I'm just feeling really inspired by uh, the pep talk that Amelia just gave Kristen Dunst and also me. Um, Okay, so this is actually another thing where it's like justice for these female actors. There was a a kind of a meme slash viral tweet going around on social media this week where it was basically um, what started it was somebody tweeted, Amy Adams could do The Godfather, but Al Pacino couldn't do Enchanted. Truth. True. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So people started basically putting in all these other actors into roles. Obviously, men were mad about it immediately. They were like, uh, I doubt that Amy Adams could do Scarface. Like, okay. (laughs) And they were like, oh, this is why the Ghostbusters movie didn't work out. Because, like, no one wants to see women in these roles. Like, men were really mad, which honestly is how you know that it's a good joke. But honestly, like, it was super true. And uh, Kirsten Dunst could do The Godfather, but Al Pacino couldn't do Little Women. And that's exactly. all I have to say. <laughs> Truly. That. Next thing on social media is Billie Eilish, who I like, but I fear, uh, released her new music <laughs> video for All the Good Girls Go to Hell, which is in and it of itself kind of a scary song. That whole album, I talked about it on For Realsies with Zoe, the teens love her. So we and I love her. Are but I teens? like keep... <laughs> I, I am not, certainly not. But I keep a healthy distance because she is a, uh, an, it's kind of a scary artist sometimes. And each one of her music videos gets scarier and scarier. I don't know if you guys have seen, she has had like tarantulas crawling out of her mouth. I hate oh. it so much. And there's no, she's done a lot of like behind the scenes stuff. There's no CGI. Like she literally put that thing, held it in her mouth for like 20 seconds what? as they got all the shit rolling. And then just like, and she's staring right in the camera. Another music video. She had black dye in her yes. eyes. So they were all blacked out. There's no white in her eyes. And she was just tear, like she was crying these black tears. A lot of like blood smeared yeah. on her face. Yeah. She likes to really press people's buttons. And certainly it works on me. Anyway, release this new music video, All the Girls Go to Hell. Again, very scary. Like, that's it, a scary title. <laughs> it already has 11 million views on wow. YouTube. She's essentially a bird that hatches. <laughs> and she gets like clogged down and all this oil she emerges from this black pit and it's extremely scary and the whole music video there's like no real plot she's just walking around her wings catch on fire this is just a still Mm -hmm. oh I thought that was Cara Delevingne for a second yeah actually pretty similar anyway she's very scary I respect her I can't watch her music videos at all you know I'm like a total wimp that's why I like can't quite get into her yeah do you (laughs) like her lyrics Yes, but like I like the performance side of artists. Like I like to watch the music videos and watch and she's too scary. Agreed. I'm scared by her. Yes. Can't do it. <laughs> the teens are braver than us. Although silver lining to this whole thing and I was reading the comments didn't catch this because I guess I'm not a true artiste, but it was a commentary on, you know, our climate and our planet uh-huh. burning oh, to the ground. Wow. Also scary, honestly. True. Maybe <laughs> scarier than the music video yeah. and she put a note in her YouTube that was like talking about climate change and linked to a global climate wow. strike. Uh, that's a walkout um, to join strikers that uh, demand an end to the age of fossil fuels. So the girl is out there trying to change the world, but I wish it wasn't as frightening. In typical Gen Z fashion, I feel like. Agreed. Yeah. Next one. Well, this morning, Facebook announced (laughs) that they have created a dating service. We've known about this for a little while. It was in like all their, you know, tech announcements and stuff, but it's, it's live in the U.S., and you can opt into it if you're 18 years or older. And basically, people are suggested based on your preferences and interests and things that you have on Facebook, which I picked all my interests when I was like 12. And those things were going around where you would like a thing where it's like, don't you hate when people in front of you are walking too slowly? Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> yes. That was a big thing. So I, I, I'm not going to do it for several reasons, but that's one of them. 
And you can choose to do like a secret crush where it like won't match you with your <sighs> friends unless like you want them to. Isn't that Tinder? You can connect. This is like several dating apps into one plus Facebook. Mm. You can like connect your Facebook stories, which no one uses. You connect your Instagram stories, which is big. <laughs> but yeah, it, it looks terrifying. I do not want anyone on Facebook to be involved in my dating life at all. This is not going to work for people our age. It might work yes. for 10 years older. I stopped updating and uploading things to my Facebook yes. maybe five years ago. Yeah. Three people wrote on my Facebook wall for my birthday. And I know I have more friends than that, but it just goes <laughs> to show no one's on Facebook or so I'm choosing to believe. So I don't know what kind of outdated stuff it would bring in my dating profile. It would be like, loves Fallout Boy, loves Lizzie <laughs> totally. Garner. Like, it would. It Imagine would be, Dragons. It would be so... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. <laughs> it would be so skewed. It'd be so yeah, outdated. This totally. is for the moms and the aunts. <laughs> totally. That's what Alyssa Bresnak said, who covered this like original announcement for The Ringer. She was like, I think this is going to be big with boomers. And I think it will be. <laughs> for sure. It Actually, is. Definitely. Yeah, I, it's horrifying, honestly. All right. Last thing in social media is there was another viral Twitter trend this week. Uh, Louis Peitzman tweeted, mm. everyone is a combination of two celebrities who share their birthday. I'm an Avril Lavigne Gwyneth Paltrow. This was tweeted on September 2nd, so very shortly after Liz's birthday when we told her that she was a combination of Cameron Diaz and BB Rexa. Yeah. And so I looked up mine and I believe I'm a Carrie Coon Ed Helms. Oh, whatever. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I don't have very good options. Was Frankie Grande my birthday or your birthday? I, I think hope, I have Frankie Grande. I wow. hope not. BB I think Rex that was me. BB Rexa is enough for me. By the way, after he posted that, I didn't post anything for my birthday. She posted a very risque shot that uh -huh. um, Kate tweeted about that I won't describe to you. Um, <laughs> She's doing she, the splits mostly naked. <laughs> she did her birthday much better than I did. Did you look she yours did. up, Amelia? I, I just looked up mine right now, and it's not good. <laughs> what are it's you? Who are your celebrity? Well, I have Just no name the two most famous people. Jimin. I don't know that. <gasps> From BTS? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's <gasps> the number one guy up here. Ashanti. Tiffany Trump. <laughs> you deserve <God>. that. <laughs> All right. Amazing. Really I feel like it's right, though. Okay. Next category. <laughs> I hate you guys. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. Next category is Tea Time Investigates. This woman will not leave the news cycle. It applies to all three of us in different ways. Little Marvel, like Action Hero, which I don't know, Kate, maybe oh, you're a corner. Amelia loves a controversy. Um, <laughs> we are investigating Scarlett Johansson herself. Uh, Kate, read the first thing in this outline to just start us off. Well, originally we weren't going to do this as a whole segment. So this is all I had in the outline about her. And then we were like, this needs more time. So I just wrote, ScarJo stays a fucking idiot. Yeah. Because she does. Yeah, She true. will not stop being an idiot. And she will not stop saying things and doing things that are fucking stupid. Somehow she still has a huge career waiting for that to change one of these days. Mm. But uh, it hasn't yet. She is the highest paid actress in Hollywood right now. We're starting in 2017 with her biggest public fuck-ups, for lack of a better word. Um, I'm sure she's had a much, much more rich past with this. But just in the last couple of years, she has continuously put her foot in her mouth, just made decisions in her career with the people, things that she, like, gets cast in yep. that are huge problems. And she doesn't know how to apologize. She also That's her not. biggest problem, honestly. Agreed. <laughs> Number one, we're starting in 2017. Uh, she was cast in Ghost in the Shell. She played a Japanese cyborg, Motoko Kusanagi. It was based on the popular Japanese comic series. She is a white woman and she was the main character. Obviously, this is just like whitewashing this entire yeah. story and taking away from minority actresses who are so overlooked to begin with. 
She cited Emma Stone's character in Aloha as backup for her being in this movie, which also got a huge public outcry being like, yeah. this is whitewashing, this right. is an issue. Yeah, this I think like really blew up the whitewashing <laughs> controversy because yes, this was like yeah. the same year that Matt Damon was in like the Great Wall of China movie where like oh, he was rallying yeah. the troops to defend the Great Wall. And we're like, why is it Matt Damon? But like this was the big inciting incident that people were like really started the conversation. And the difference here, we're going to talk about this I think every time, is that Emma Stone has apologized again and again and again for that. Yeah. And like is even like at an award show, somebody made a joke about it and you could hear her from the audience being like, I'm sorry, which like are words that have never come out of Scarlett Johansson's mouth. <laughs> That's a good point because I was wondering how Emma Stone is so beloved now because 2017, not that she's long She's recovered ago. pretty well from that. Yeah. yeah. So that makes sense that she actually apologized. And a she's lot. like kind of poked fun at herself. They did it like yeah. in an SNL thing where yeah. she was like, oh, is this a casting and for an And it was Asian like actress? right before the big blow up happened. Yeah. That I think she kind of, and obviously was overshadowed by Scarlett Johansson's <laughs> giant right. idiocy. The following year, in 2018, she got cast to play a transgender man in the movie Rub and Tug, and she had to relinquish this role only one week after it was publicly announced she was cast because of the criticism that it got. Again, taking away, she is a white woman and identifies as such, and there are so many people that could have been played been playing this role and she took it away from somebody again. And again, right. her rep said, like, tell people they can take... Right, tell the, Jeffrey Tambor Yeah, they can be directed Leto. to Jared Leto yeah. and Jeffrey Tambor and Emma yeah. Stone and stuff. It was just like, what? Just take... take her response is always just like, why can't I do this when other people have also made this mistake? Oh, yes, right. her iconic tree. We are going right. to get to that quote. Right. That same year, 2018, she wore Marquesa to the Met Gala, mm. and she was the first A-lister to wear the brand after the sexual assault allegations came out against Harvey Weinstein and his wife, yeah. Georgia Chapman, co-founded that brand. This was so, such an obvious miss, like, to align yourself with that brand so closely after all of those things were happening. And she was a part of the Time's Up movement. She wore the shirt, oh my she wore God. the pins. Right, quote. She, she <laughs> asked James Franco for her pin back. Do you yeah. remember that? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, wow. And her, a hypocrite. her quote for this was, I wore Marquesa because their clothes make women feel confident and beautiful, and it is my pleasure to support a brand created by two incredibly talented and important female designers. She leans in so hard. Wow. She does, for no reason. Wow. Just, okay. yeah, just wildly unforced errors. <laughs> right. Every time. And then we're bringing it to this year in 2019. She was on the cover of As If. This is in July, people. It is just <laughs> barely September. Here's the quote that everyone has been talking about, like, since July. She goes, you know, as an actor, I should be allowed to play any person or any tree or any animal because that is my job and the requirements of my job. I feel like it's a trend in my business and it needs to happen for various social reasons, yet there are times it does get uncomfortable when it affects the art because I feel art should be free of restrictions. Absurd. Which is such a privileged—I mean, we know this. I could We're preaching to the choir. Right. But, like, it's so easy. Like, Tracy Lysette, who's a trans actress who spoke out about her role in Rub and Tug, was like, so you can play us, but we can't play you. Mm -hmm. Like, a transgender actress could never get in the room for any role that you've ever played. And the same with actresses of color or anything. Like, yeah. It's it's such a privileged thing to say, like, I should be allowed to play any person. And, like, looking at the people that she's played him and, like, okay, like, you're actively taking away right. opportunities from— yeah, the people who should be playing these roles. It's like, I deserve to be here. And it's like, like almost no, because you need to make room for all the right. people who have not had that chance. Totally. It's insane. She's just got the blinders like fully on. 
It's it, wild. She Truly. is one of the more hated people on the internet, specifically Twitter. Like, <laughs> absolutely hates her. Wow. She's no. just a joke by now. Amelia, I know you want. I know you wanted to talk about her Oxfam. Oh yes, so well. Oxfam is like a charity kind of thing, and she was an ambassador for them. But then she decided to sign a deal with SodaStream, and it's like a fizzy drink maker mm-hmm. or whatever. But unfortunately, the company manufactures its products in a factory in a settlement on the West Bank, and and I, I don't even want to pretend like I know the whole Palestinian debacle and everything but you know it's like no don't do that if there's like some kind of a controversy involving like human rights and like you didn't look it up beforehand that was the big thing is like I there's an article in the Guardian that like talked all about this and there's like she clearly received the, the worst advice mm-hmm. and like someone is paid to protect her interests and like had not done any research about the conflict of these two these two roles mm-hmm. yeah and she just like stepped into this geopolitical conflict then you're literally like in an unwinnable situation. And in this Guardian interview, she also is just incapable of apologizing or being like, like, I'm sorry, I understand what went wrong. And like, I, she just keeps defending it and keeps yeah. defending it and being like, oh, well, there's, that's one way to look at it. But like, in my opinion, like, blah, blah, blah. And just like, is defensive and defensive. And in this article for The Guardian, eventually the person is like, literally let out of the room for asking her about this my by God. like all wow. her team. That's crazy. And I'm like, could you not? Do your job before we got here. Right. And truly. Just, and, yeah. And then most recently, Kate, Right, this is why we're talking about this, is because she just, just unprompted defended Woody Allen, who she's worked with on, I believe, three films at this point. And, um, okay, so she just talked to The Hollywood Reporter and basically said, I love Woody, I believe him, and I would work with him anytime. Ugh, this is just insane. in the simplest terms, Yikes. like aligning herself with just the stupidest thing to do. (laughs) And again, it's like this hypocritical thing where it's like, oh, I'm saying one thing and doing another because she was part of Time's Up. She asked James Franco for her fucking pin back and now she's like, Woody Allen, my best friend. Right. It's, she is such a hypocrite. Also, she could play any role in Woody Allen. She does not need to publicly, whether or not, and I'm sure there are a lot of people in Hollywood very privately supporting him. Right. Sure. Because they want the same, they want to be cast in a Woody Allen movie. Yeah. The fact that she's using her power and her like public reach to defend a man like Woody Allen, it just, (laughs) it's insane that she has not learned at this point. Right. And I mean, you're right. Like a lot of people were talking about that and being like, okay, Timothy Chalamet was just in a Woody Allen movie. Like, Mm -hmm. can we not, you know, at least like she's out there saying like, I support him instead of quietly trying to like play both sides. I mean, same with Selena Gomez. Right. Totally true. But also like, like I love Woody. I believe him and I would work with him anytime. It's just. That's wild. And now people are even being like, Colin Jost, this is a bad look for you. (laughs) That's how you know we've come this far. (laughs) Colin Jost, who's fucking trash human. is People are like, why did you hitch yourself to the Scarlett Johansson wagon? Crazy. This looks bad for you now, (laughs) which is wild. You know it's bad and it's not even that fun to talk about because it's just like, you're a bad person. Yeah. And that's where You could tell we're already so tired. I know. I know, we are. Scarlett Johansson, go home. This episode of Tea Time is brought to you by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit, you'll get easy seasonal recipes and pre-measured ingredients delivered right to your door. All you have to do is cook and enjoy. HelloFresh makes cooking delicious meals at home a reality, regardless of your comfort in the kitchen. 
From step-by-step recipes to pre-measured ingredients, HelloFresh gives you everything you need to get a wow-worthy dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes. So you can finally say goodbye to endless grocery store trips and takeout food. HelloFresh offers something for everyone, from family recipes to calorie smart and vegetarian, and fun menu series like Hall of Fame and Kraft Burgers. And it's so flexible. Easily change your delivery days, food preferences, and skip a week whenever you need. Or you can add extra meals to your weekly order, as well as yummy add-ons like garlic bread and cookie dough. So we all got sent HelloFresh at tea time. I made it with my roommates. It's absolutely so easy. I cannot cook to save my life. They were extremely impressed, especially the pre-measured ingredients. It is so helpful. I have zero measuring utensils in my home. You don't need them. It makes it so easy. Really good food too. So I will definitely continue to order these. If any of you Tea Time listeners want to try it for yourself, we have $80 off your first month of HelloFresh. So go to HelloFresh.com slash Tea Time 80 and enter code Tea Time 80. That's like receiving eight meals free when you go to HelloFresh.com slash Tea Time 80 and enter Tea Time 80. Okay, we're totally switching gears for this next category. We got some random people Amelia's talking about. I'm looking at this list. It's absolutely um, scattered over here. The first one, this is Tea Time's biggest relationship news ever this week. Um, This is Pink. Didn't realize until just now. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that was me. Sorry. Gigi... Uh, Hadid's grandmother recently passed away. May she rest in peace. The thing we're talking about is that they flew to the Netherlands for her funeral. And in attendance with Gigi is Tyler Cameron, our favorite man, with Anwar, her brother, is Dua Lipa. Wow. And then Bella Hadid uh, flew solo. But this is crazy. This was a big deal. We were all debating how long that flight is. Obviously, they flew private. But to go overseas to a very close family member's funeral is a really big step. I I still kind of can't wrap my head around this relationship. But it's real, people. (laughs) It's huge. He went to her grandma's funeral in the Netherlands. That's a seven-hour flight. We're also debating whether Tyler Cameron has ever flown private before and whether he was just, like, trying to play it cool. I decided he had not. Yeah. Had not yeah, I mean, private. you're the expert. That's why we put it in pink. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they're the real deal. Unlike Sean Mendes and Camille Cabrera, which we'll talk about later. Right. And next Dua Lipa, one. though, can do better. Agreed. Yes. <laughs> um, next one is Venice Film Festival was last week. Timmy, Timothy Chalamet. I almost said Timmy, and then I was like, I should be formal. Because people <laughs> don't know who I'm talking about. Timothy Chalamet made his big sort of comeback after the Timmy drought, as we fondly call it. He in the king, he had the premiere with Lily Rose Depp, who is his girlfriend. We weren't quite sure they were still together. They hadn't really been seen in public together. And they kind of had an awkward encounter in Venice. They were like caught, like she walked up while he was talking to fans and he like made this awkward face and like ran away. <laughs> so we were like, maybe they broke up. But on the red carpet for the king, which they're both in together, they had this moment where they were standing with their back to photographers, which this I think everyone was like, oh, they didn't know that there were people back there. I'm like, okay, this was on purpose, but it's still very cute. She kind of like reaches for him behind someone else and they like like caress each other's hands like awkwardly, but like very charmingly, I yeah. thought. I was like, oh, and they kind of look at each other like they're like getting away with it mm-hmm. behind the other castmates back. It was really cute. Also, he looked incredible and his his <laughs> curls are just top notch. Absolutely. So good. Uh, we're going a little bit lower brow for this yeah, next one. <laughs> wow. Amelia, you've wanted to talk about this YouTuber okay. literally since the beginning of Tea Time. Yeah, that's true. Take I, it away. This is I don't actually never mind. Okay. I'm I don't even want to explain it. Okay, so if you guys 
no YouTube people, you probably know Trisha Paytas because she is crazy. And she's also, <laughs> she's been on, like, she was on America's Got Talent. She was on, I think, The Ellen Show. She was on My Addicted Life where she was addicted to tanning and stuff. Can I ask what her talent was on America's Got Talent? It was, like, talking very fast. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah. Um, anyway, she's like this YouTuber who dated uh, this other YouTuber who's friends with like David D- Dobrik. Dobrik and stuff. Mm-hmm. So she's part of that crew. Anyway, um, apparently she has a fake relationship with none other than Aaron Carter wow. of I Want Candy fame. Wow. And she like decided to tweet some crazy I'm not even gonna say it I did it. not actually read about this until oh. this very moment this uh, is horrifying ooh. yeah she mentions the size of some some things some appendages on Aaron Carter and she just kind of goes off on Twitter yeah it's crazy I, I well we can tweet it out um, <laughs> no we can <laughs> okay, no 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 never okay just <laughs> anyway and then there was like a video of them kissing and then he was like no I'm single and it was and like we're just doing this for the promo and anyway it's just like you don't need to know this so let's move on okay huh. <laughs> huh. Uh, just going all the way back to like actual movie stars <laughs> and people that uh, actually he doesn't even really matter that much Uh, Miles Teller got married in Hawaii this week to model Kelly Sperry Uh, she's 26 he's 32 they've actually been dating for a very long time since 2013 so this is legitimate I believe as we talked about on a different Tea Time episode what celebrity marriages are real what are fake this one's for sure real. Yeah. These people are the real deal. Anyway, there's like really not much to talk about here. Uh, she posted videos of her twerking on him on Oof. the reception, which is kind of a, a choice. But Shailene Woodley was there. Nice. Nina Dobrev was there. She's friends with his wife, yeah. And here's my question. Taylor Swift was not there, but she mm. sent a bouquet of flowers to oh. the couple with this note. May you always be this close forever and ever. Sending my best wishes to two lovers on their big day, your friend Taylor. She, How does she know that? I was creeping on his wife. What's her name? Kaylee Spaley. I was creeping on her Instagram yesterday because I was like, who are you, beautiful woman? It's spelled weird to be clear. I was going to say, (laughs) Kelly is spelled K-E-L-E-I-G-H. Yes. Very Irish. Uh, But she has pictures with Taylor Swift. Oh, why is she friends? I don't know. I was was scrolling past and I was like, oh, Taylor Swift. And then I kept going. I like how she put lovers in there. (laughs) Wow. You know? Always a chance for promo, you know? Wow. Next category is not worth the tea. I'm up first. Orlando Bloom did not recognize Katy Perry's own voice on the radio. He was on BBC and fans were calling in with their best celebrity impressions. And a woman named Gemma called in and sang, I kissed a girl. Okay, so Katy Perry sang her own fucking song, <laughs> I Kissed a Girl. And Orlando Bloom's response was, Gemma, that was great. Really well done. I'm not convinced, but you know, it's hard for me because oh. I do live with that voice. And, and she it was, was Katy Perry? Oh. Yeah, she was like, um, it's me. <laughs> oh my God, Katy Perry tries so hard. That's the I most know. Katy Perry thing to ever happen. That's why this is not worth the tea because it's like, ha ha. Wow. Great job, Katy Perry. <laughs> I'm so unamused by this story. Anyway. Wow. Moving on, next one. Um, As we talked about last week, Harry Styles had a Rolling Stone cover. He has a cover of The Face magazine this week. But there have been a lot of pictures online if you follow the Harry Styles Daily accounts, which I do. I guess. <laughs> and... He changed his hair. It looks like a haircut situation, but also a change in styling. He's brushing it down now, mm. like down on his forehead, which seems like, first of all, a bad decision. Second <laughs> of all, a surprising decision if you don't think about how people, certain people at The Ringer and also online, 
made fun of Harry Styles' hairline mm. after the Rolling Stone <laughs> profile. Your face. It was not me, Kate. You were involved <laughs> in the discussion. It was not it me. It was not you. Liz was just there. Um, and we're like, his hairline is receding. And he's, what, like 25? And I have no comment on that situation. Uh, but... You guys made fun of his hairline, and then he cut his hair, and now he's hiding his hairline. Oh. They're clearly connected. They're probably not, but if they are, I'll never forgive anybody. There are plugs. There are options for Harry Styles. <laughs> Other than combing that. his hair down straight on his forehead. <laughs> it's horrible. Oh. Harry, please fix it. Speaking of horrible things, this was also a sign to me. Thank you, guys. <laughs> yeah, I um, a lot of that this week. <laughs> Bella Thorne was on Harper Bazaar's series called Go to Bed With Me, where she just gets ready for bed. It's enthralling. Um, <laughs> and she basically went through her nightly skincare routine. <laughs> First of all, very weird video. It's 10 minutes long. It, She's just talking into nothingness. She has a very monotone expression the whole time. Yeah, does this need to be 10 minutes long? No. Absolutely not. A couple of questionable things. Uh, she was wearing two enormous diamond <laughs> watches on one wrist. Okay, they're just back-to-back diamonds, probably Rolexes. Got a huge diamond ring on her middle finger. It's so big that it would actually knock someone out. It's raised. <laughs> it has height to it. She's got so many heavy necklaces on. She looks very uncomfortable. Anyway, <laughs> she's in the process of designing her own skincare line and, I, and uses these products. So the first thing she does is she uses a scrub made of lemon juice, sugar, and <sighs> olive oil, which everybody should know that is terrible for your skin. It rips apart your pores. <laughs> dehydrates you. It's just horrible. You look yeah. absolutely horrified right now. Liz's face is like... She has a history of problem skin. I don't know how this That's was her true. solution. That is but, true. I mean, she does look great to her credit, but not good. There are other ways to do this. Anyway, then on top of that, she uses another homemade concoction. This is with cherries, honey, and coconut oil. Oh. Slightly less offensive to me, <laughs> but... The whole video, there's no music in the back. She's just like plopping this like red goop on her face. She's being like, this is coconut oil based. And yeah. And I was like, what am I doing watching this? That's a good this? impression. This is my full-time job. I cannot believe it. <laughs> anyway, this video was bad. Bella Thorne's skincare line scares me if it's anything like what the product she actually uses. Would you be more into her skincare line or Kylie if you had to choose? Between the walnut scrub yes, and the lemon, and the lemon scrub. Yeah. <laughs> got One of them is homemade. You got to go with the actual That's professional true. product. Oh, I was going to go homemade. You would rather like mix lemon juice and what was it? And olive oil <laughs> in olive your oil hand? And sugar. And put it on your face then use a professional skincare product that has been vetted by... The Jenners. I will say the factory that is outsourcing Mm. the millions upon millions (laughs) of products for Kylie's entire empire freaks me out. Don't know what goes on in there. Would rather buy some sugar from the store and test it out myself. I shall not. That's a bad take, but okay. We're ending even worse, Amelia. Yeah, I don't know uh, who assigned this to me, but I (laughs) hate you and will never forgive you. Uh, Lamar Odom of he used to be married to Chloe and then he was in a coma after being in a brothel also fame. had a you know a sports oh, career right, sorry, yeah. he, was, he won six man several times I forgot I'm, I can't believe I forgot about that um, anyway uh, yeah so he is on the new season of Dancing with the Stars look out for that but also he sucks on his girlfriend's toes ay 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 and not just like he it, he does it like absentmindedly he was like scrolling on his phone <laughs> It was disgusting. It was disgusting. It was not okay. It was like more nonchalant than Army Hammer's son. Like, yes. Army Hammer's son was like more like, okay, I'm actively doing this. Right. And like, I acknowledge that. Lamar Odom just like casually had four toes. On I was going to say that was the other problem. Multiple toes, which are, yeah. as you know, on a foot are all different levels. Uh. So he's got like <laughs> a xylophone on toes in his mouth. 
<laughs> a xylophone of toes. That's perfect. Oh, <laughs> Thank wow. you, Kaya. <laughs> okay. Uh, our next category, we're doing something special. <laughs> Summer's over, people. It's time for fall. Time for Christmas. This is highlights of the Hallmark Christmas movie scheduled 2019. This is the brainchild of Kate Halliwell. Go it ahead. is. Uh, <laughs> Amelia and I were looking over this quite a bit lately. They just dropped this yesterday. This isn't like random. <laughs> we're not like, oh, it's Christmas time. But people look forward to this every year. Yes. People are obsessed with Hallmark Christmas movies. They just released their 40 film lineup leading up to Christmas. All of the original movies. These are all new, <laughs> new original all new. Christmas movies. And we just need to just work through it. First of all, just some standout titles. You love it. I love a good pun in these titles. This one is actually very popular. There was just a movie um, called Fall in Love. With I-N-N, with someone who works at an inn. Nice. Uh, so they also have a Christmas version of that where it's check in to Christmas. Ugh. Clearly based at a Christmas-themed motel. Wow. Sense, Sensibility, and Snowmen. Just a classic. <laughs> wow. Right before Christmas, but W-R-I-T-E. It's nice. about writing nice. letters. We'll come back to that oh. in a minute. Christmas in Evergreen, colon, Tidings of Joy. Uh, <laughs> never use a colon in your in your... Unless you're like a Transformers sequel. I don't want a colon. Uh, Alice in Christmasland. Absolutely horrible. And <laughs> what? New, new, was, new Year, New Me. <laughs> okay. All right. Inspired. I can't. Um, and also with these horrible titles come some ridiculous plots. So we need to discuss some of these. Like I said, right before Christmas, it's literally just a ripoff of To All the Boys I've Loved Before, <laughs> but with Christmas and adults. <laughs> mm-hmm. It like actively, like she writes letters to men that she's loved. <gasps> And yeah. like one of them, like a couple of them show up. Yeah. Wow. Netflix sue for intellectual yeah. property. Yeah. Yeah. Also Netflix, side note, we are waiting on the Netflix Christmas lineup. Oh, Queen yes. Vanessa Hudgens. Hell yes. We need to see how you're like, you know, rebuttals to all of these horrible <laughs> movies. Um, Christmas at Dollywood. Uh, mm-hmm. A theater producer gets to put on a show at Dollywood. Dolly Parton also makes an appearance. Mm-hmm. Tough look for Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> and the Christmas Club. This is the official uh, plot summary. Two busy strangers meet when they help an elderly woman find her lost Christmas savings. Thanks to fate and Christmas magic, they also find something they were both missing. True love. Amazing. I want to talk about Mary wow. and Bright with Jody Sweeten. Oh, yeah. Here's that description. Kate, CEO of the Mary and Bright Candy Cane Company, meets Gabe during the busy Christmas season. She assumes Gabe is the suitor her well-meaning mother is trying to set her up with, when in reality, he works for Empire Corporate Recovery and has been hired to take a closer look at Mary and Bright's operation and find ways to make the company more profitable. What part of this is romance or or Christmas? There's always like a CEO that's like it's trying so to kill Christmas. <laughs> and then it's like a like a peppy like yeah. event planner. It's like, like we can do it. Big Christmas. Yes. Big Pharma, Big Christmas. It's That's actually what it is. weird how serious this plot is. And then they begin to work together and it says they find ways to elevate the business. It's like, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Horrible. There are also just some classic appearances. Mm. Um, I mean, people like Lacey Chabert and like yeah. people like Rachel Lee Cook who are always in these movies. Yeah, um, but Blake Shelton is producing a movie called Time for You to Come Home for Christmas. Gotta assume that's country-based. Mm-hmm. Is he going to be singing in it? I, unclear, probably. Okay. Ashley Green, which is t- tough. Oof. Tough for a Twilight alum. We're going to talk about some other more successful Twilight alums <laughs> later. Kathy Lee Gifford produced and stars in A Godwink Christmas, Meant for Love. Ugh. That's the actual title. Also <laughs> a colon. Lee. Uh, Dolly Parton, like I said, Christmas at Dollywood. Kristen Chenoweth is in A Christmas Love Story with Scott <gasps> oh. Wolf. Both of whom are better than this. Absolutely yeah. insane. Although she will sing in this, which is obviously she 100% why. Will. She, she like finds a boy uh, with a beautiful voice. And yeah. like he, Scott Wolf is like his dad. Okay. Kelly Pickler of American Idol and Indiana State Fair fame oh. <laughs> is uh, in one of these movies, which honestly is probably a good look for her. And yeah. then Adrian Grenier. 
has fallen <laughs> so sad. far from Entourage and a Devil Wears Prada. That's sad. Uh, it's really sad. And also, When Calls the Heart Christmas has got to do it without Lori Laughlin. <sighs> Talk Tough. about poor timing. Extremely poor timing. Our girl Lori, or my girl Lori. Not yeah, not ours. <laughs> not ours. Just yours. She... She's going to be in prison. I know. We don't know. Well, probably. Let's pre-prison. So maybe, oh, but maybe once she gets out, they could do like a... a, Like a a When Calls the Heart reunion? Yeah, but Hmm. like about prison and Christmas. If Lori Laughlin's side Mm -hmm. note goes to prison, there's no way she's ever addressing her prison (laughs) sentence after that. Is there anything else you wanted to cover? Yes. Real quick, some of these are still casting. It's September. These come out in December. That's how you know they turn this shit around. Mm -hmm. And also, Lifetime also released their <laughs> their dueling slaves. And Tia Mowry is in a Hallmark movie, and Tamara Mowry is in a Lifetime movie. Actually, swap that. Tia's in Lifetime, Tamara's on Hallmark, and they're they're like competing. I would watch a movie about twins who are doing competing Christmas movies. I love okay, that. That's the 41st Christmas season. Movie. Who would you want to star in a Hallmark or Lifetime Christmas movie? Leah Michelle. She's got that great oh. spirit. Look at your two faces. I know. Great That's idea. A good that fit. is a really good a idea. Song at the end. Pull that out of my ass. I'm so just happy. annoying enough. Just annoying enough. She's got that glee energy, yeah. and that is the try-hard glee energy. Hallmark. So true. She's got the curls. You know, the perfect curls. That's what you need for a Hallmark. Mm-hmm. Movie. I think there's so many cast members from Glee who would just fit right. Diana in. Agron could also do one. Hell yeah. 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 I'm thinking Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh, good. Is she a Glee cast member? Well, no, oh, no, no, no. Well, separate. 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 Sorry. Later sorry. seasons? Maybe? Terry Hatcher. Oh, oh, good one. Greg Grunberg. We love Greg Grunberg on love Tea Time. Greg. He's going to be in Star Wars, though. He doesn't need so, that. He's got that J.J. Uh, Abrams hookup. That's true. true. Um, yeah, great stuff. Love Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, final category is Tea Time's most unanswerable question of the week. As always, tweet us your questions. We're just as confused as you are on any given day, mm-hmm. so we love to discuss this Correct. stuff. First one, Kate Hallowell. Both this week, within just like 24 hours of each other, Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart both had huge profiles. She was in Harper's Bazaar. He was in Variety. Uh, They talked to him about Batman and his new movies that are coming out and basically just like how he's going to be a huge movie star in the next year or so. Good for him. Um, And then Kristen Stewart has Charlie's Angels and her photo shoot was incredible. It was just Mm -hmm. like her looking so cool. Actually, very similar vibes to Robert Pattinson's photo shoot, which is how you know hers was good. Both like black and white. They've got like the blonde hair right now. And my unanswerable question is, has anyone ever recovered from an embarrassing franchise start as gracefully as these two? Wow. Honestly, no. They have totally changed their vibes, their careers. Look at poor Ashley Green, who's out here going from Twilight to Hallmark movies. I know. I know there are a million Transformers, but like Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox both kind of had a hard next couple of years after they— It's hard for like the teenage embarrassing movie star to like recover and become like a serious, serious actor. Yeah. And both Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart, against all odds, have done it. I think that there could be an argument made for Dakota Johnson— and Fifty mm. Shades, maybe? Yeah, that's true. But she was, like, kind of respected, I feel like, sure. during that time. Whereas sure. people yeah, were yeah, like, yeah. Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart are the worst. That's, it's true. This that's is true. incredible. Yeah, although it took 10 years for them to do it. So we'll see. <laughs> happy for them. Happy for them. Um, my unanswerable question is, so now that summer's over, Senorita has already topped the charts and hopefully is going to go away soon. How <laughs> long will Camila Cabello and Shawn Mendes, quote, date before they either throw in their hats, <laughs> call it what it is, it's just fake. I'm increasingly confused at the length of time this has gone on. When this was first, when they were first paparazzi, quote unquote, kissing each other, I was like, great, senorita, <laughs> we all see it, whatever. They are still together, and she was just on the cover of Elle and interviewed about her love 
and relationship with him. And she said, people can say whatever they want to say. They can speculate. But at the same time, we are going to live our own lives, enjoy it, and fall for each other like nobody is watching. That's how I want to live. <sighs> blah, blah, blah. Like I said, I want this to be mine and his. That's why I'm so tight-lipped about it because I want to protect it. So tight-lipped. I No one knows it's happening I, at all. I read it and I was like, are they actually in a relationship? I'm so confused, people. I don't know if it's real or not. It's not real. Are you sure? Yes. I'm starting to believe that uh, it's real. <laughs> well, I read somewhere. It was like a blind item. I was just going to quote we, that same oh, blind please, item. Please, Are please. we allowed to talk about it? We are, right? Yeah, We're just speculating. This is speculation. There was a blind item about a sort of anonymous cash grab couple saying that they need to sell tickets for, you know, anonymous celebrities tour. <laughs> Um, And they're booked to produce and publish photos for the next three months, which means they're going to be glued at the hip. They'll be traveling together and they'll be more public about their romance. Oh. Um, Which we don't know. This is about Camilla and Sean. This is like totally anonymous. Could be totally fake. But it's worth considering. Wait, did you, there was also another blind item where they were talking about how there's a couple and they promised producers that they'd be get together for like at least eight months for a documentary to come out. Oh, no. Oh, I eight months. Okay, so that's so eight months. They've already been <laughs> together for a few. So we're thinking all fall, yeah. maybe through the new year. Maybe. Yikes. People don't break up around Christmas. True. That's true. I'm starting to believe it, and I'm scared for myself. Um, it's, it's fake. Stay strong. Amelia, last question. My last question. I just, you know, we were talking about Woody and Scarlett, and <laughs> I was like, you know what? Whatever happened to Jonathan Reese Myers, who was in that Matchpoint movie with him? <laughs> This is your question? Yeah. What happened to but tr- him? I don't know what happened to him. I looked at his IMDb and he was on Vikings for a while. Oh, good for him. To show good that my brother watched. Oh. And that's oh, all I've got. He was in Bend It Like Beckham. That's yes. how I know him. Right. And, and the, the Tudors. The Tudors. Yeah. I have not seen him since Bend It Like Beckham. I cannot believe. Honestly, you don't need to. Yeah. That's oh, He peaked in Bend It Like and Beckham. And he, he won a Golden Globe for that uh, uh, Elvis um, ABC Network. <laughs> the silence no? fell okay. over the Never room. Mind. I'm not up to date on Jonathan Rhys Meyers' career. <laughs> if any of so. you guys are Jonathan Rhys Meyers' Meyers fans, <laughs> Meyers heads, yeah. come out, support your man because yeah. we think he's irrelevant. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been another beautiful episode of Tea Time. Thank you, Kaya, our producer. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kidella. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. 